0: Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of the IntelliKey Podcast. I am, as usual, your humble host, Paul Lado. And um, look, today we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk a little bit about racism. And um, as if a fucking global pandemic wasn't, you know, enough, uh, as some of you may know, George Floyd, um, who was a a, a dude in America, was basically killed by a police officer um, whilst being arrested uh, in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and that has sparked off riots all over the place, and so it kind of got me thinking about this stuff, like in 2020 we've still got shit like racism and black people being killed, it kind of drives me a little bit insane ...that we are still going through this shit. So I thought I'd uh, have a wee bit of a chat and see uh, see what we might be able to kind of kick off. Um, as usual, the rules of engagement, I don't do research. This is opinion-based podcasting. And um, I swear a lot, fuck shit, ass, cunt, boobs. So if you don't like swearing, time to move right along. And of course, anything I tell you works for me, may not work for you. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Music-wise, we got a lot. I decided to have a bit of a kind of a Nirvana, Red Hot Chili pepper sound garden, Smashing Pumpkins, Bush, Garbage, Hole, The Toadies kind of a, a night. So I hope you guys stay with me for the next hour because uh, we're we're going to go deep into that fucking rabbit hole. So uh, I'll see you soon.
1: A thoroughly wonderful show from the world-famous Dancing Coolers. Next, ladies and gentlemen, we have three fine young men from Seattle. They're coming. Hold on, they're coming. They're thoroughly all right and decent fellows with their hit single, In Bloom. Here they are, Nirvana.
2: make me over I'm all I want to be a walk and study in demonology Hey, so glad you could make it Yeah, now you really made it Hey, so glad you could make it now Oh, look at my
0: back and um, as I said you know today we're going to have a little bit of a chat about racism and before people start to go all shit about a white guy talking about racism let me give you a little bit of my credentials on racism so I wasn't born in Australia I was born in a country called Portugal in southern Europe we migrated out here in 1981 uh, me my brother Pedro my mum my dad and the 80s uh, in Australia, especially in the burbs of Melbourne, were, what's the technical term for it, racist as fuck, right? We couldn't speak English, our skin was a little bit darker, you know, we we kind of uh, cooked food that was different to your pies and your sausage rolls and all that shit. And um, just the fact that we were new, the fact that we came from overseas, and the fact that we couldn't speak English pro- properly, Pretty much kind of branded us as wogs. And we had a real fucking tough first few years, right? Um, There was a lot of bullying. There was a lot of um, discrimination. Uh, My mum and my dad had to take very menial jobs. Because they weren't recognised, uh, their qualifications weren't recognised. Uh, they were trying to build a business on the side, which they later built into a fucking monster. So fuck you to all you cunts that tried to keep them down. Um, they were discriminated against. It was fucked, you know. And all we had was ourselves. And when a lot of people ask me, you know, why are your fam, why is your family so close? My family's so close because we endured that bullshit. So before people start saying you're not black, you're not Asian. You know, you're not, you're not Indian. What do you know about racism? Let's be very clear that there's multiple levels of Europeans, different types of Europeans. And so there's the kind of uh, German slash English Europeans. And then there's the kind of Italian, Greek, Portuguese, Europeans. And we were kind of in that latter category. And so coming here, which was very much an Anglo-Saxon, uh, country in the 80s immigration you know it had kicked off were a lot of greeks a lot of vietnamese but really it hadn't kicked off like it is now it wasn't as multicultural as diverse as it is now we were the victims of fucking racism and that included you know kids trying to take money from us at school to kids flinging dog shit at us to kids calling us wogs go back home All kinds of shit, both physical, psychological, and emotional violence. So, dear listener, let me be very clear that I know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Now, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you and tell you that, um, you know, I know what it's like to be black, uh, because I don't. I don't know what it's like to be black. Um, I don't know what it's like to be Asian. Um, I don't know what it's like to be Indian. I, I don't, but I know what it's like for racism to be perpetrated against me. I know what it's like to have violence, racist-driven violence perpetrated against me so I think I've got some fucking credentials in this kind of space right no pity party don't want no fucking pity party thank you take your pity party and stick it up your bunghole Uh, I don't want that I've made it through and I fucking thrived my family's thrived and we've done well and we still love this country on a side note I find it I find it fucking amazing that so many of these Guys that fucking, you know, decided that they were going to have, you know, a fucking payday on me and my brother um, have never served their country in the military or anywhere else. Whereas I have. So perhaps that makes me love this country a little bit more than they do. And I find it interesting that so many of those minorities that are being oppressed um, in in places like America, they're the minorities that went off and uh, fought in Iraq. They're the minorities that went off and fought in Afghanistan and Vietnam. And this is how they get paid back. They get paid back by being treated as second-class citizens or, in some cases, being treated like animals. So... I hope that gives you guys a little bit of perspective on where I'm coming from. Um, I'm going to come back, and we're going to have a little bit of a, a, a talk further about this.
2: I'm only happy when it rains.
0: about racism today racism, racism it's pretty crazy you know um, because when I talk to my son Justice uh, or my son Thomas who are of a later generation they don't see the world in in these kind of divisive races or divisive minorities they see those divisions more along the line of how well can you play Call of Duty they don't see divisions on whether you're heterosexual, bisexual, homosexual, transsexual. They see it on, <coughs> you know, um, how uh, how many hits do you have on Twitter or on Facebook? A lot of these, this divisiveness, a lot of this racism seems to come from prior generations. Mine, yours, others before us. And a lot of it, I think, is driven by war. So, you know, before I say anything, I want to say that I have hope. I have hope that in the future, the next generation will do better than what we did if we don't fuck them up in the process. Um, I have faith that they will see beyond colors, that they will see beyond, uh, you know, religion, that they will see beyond uh, sexual orientation or gender and that it will be a far more inclusive society. And maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm just an optimist, um, but I I truly believe that I think they're going to do a lot better than we did. But, back to racism. So, I find it interesting of the double standard of our society. If a police officer, a friend of mine who's a copper, once said to me, uh, if a white guy kills a bunch of people, it's mental health. If a black guy or an Arab guy kills a bunch of people, it's terrorism. And he's a, he's a white guy. And according to him, that's the kind of prevailing thought within our justice system. Now, if that white guy happens to be connected to a bunch of other white guys, you know, privileged and so forth, and guess what, dude, he's most probably just going to get some, you know, some uh, low-sec kind of, uh, uh, you know, stay at Her Majesty's pleasure, whereas the black guy, he's going down deep into Barwon or, you know, Port Phillip or some other fucking hellhole like that. But I've often given thought and spoken to a diverse range of friends from diverse backgrounds and sexual persuasions and, and religions and so forth about the fact that those minorities are only minorities in the grandest scheme of things. They are actually majorities within their own communities. What you actually find is that in those communities, it is sometimes white people that are minorities. Right? And so I think in a lot of ways, when you have, uh, I guess, I would say, Anglo on, on other kind of violence it usually comes from a place of fear i would say probably even so far in retrospect that all racism comes from a place of fear it comes from a place of not wanting to be dominated or feeling that you're going to be dominated or that your culture is dying you know what i mean and so we do that by repressing dominating suppressing that minority we don't want them to get too big because if they get too big then they might come back And, um, you know, God forbid, take over our businesses or, you know, do the same shit that we are doing to them. And so I, I think that's the first thing. The first thing is fear. And fear is a very powerful emotion because I think fear gets you to a point where it, as I've said before on this show, it robs you of logic and fills you with emotion. Right? It's an emotion. It's not a rational way of thinking. And so people tend to go to war over fear. People tend to go to war over emotion. You know, again, another thing that I've always said is that I truly believe that wars start because one guy feels uh, aggrieved, right, by another guy. And it starts first in the mind. It's first about your perception, right your perception is that this person has fucking wronged you and therefore you have to get your vengeance set things right reestablish yourself either above them or at least on par with them and so when you see things like the George Floyd murder where you got four cops on one black guy you know knee on the throat a lot of that shit was driven by fear a lot of that shit was driven up by the fact that holy shit this dude could i believe that this dude could get up and fuck us all up take out his mac 10 from his back pocket and kill us all let me be very clear about this i'm not making excuses right for what happened what happened was wrong what happened was disgusting and it should never have happened it was wrong. And I hope that every single one of those coppers is charged with murder, manslaughter, whatever the fuck they do over there. Because the the other side of that thing is that, um, you know, these guys are coppers. They're meant to be trained to be able to handle fear, to be able to work their way through it and still make rational decisions. So I'm not saying that that incident was driven by fear although some of it was four guys don't jump on one guy right if one of those guys feels comfortable that they can handle it right what i'm saying is that the whole racism uh, you know repression domination of um uh, you know minorities comes from a place of fear and so there's a lot of work to be done by a multitude of people here. There's a lot of work to be done, I think, by by the minorities in saying, hey, man, there's nothing to fear from us. There's a lot of work to be done by the majorities to say, you know what? There's this pie, right? And it's not a zero-sum game, for those of you that understand game theory. This pie isn't constantly shrinking. If I have more pie than you have less pie. If you have, more pie, if you have more than I have less, this is an ever-expanding pie. There is enough for all of us. There is enough for all of us to be happy. There is enough for all of us to be proud. There is enough for all of us to get along. Um, so a lot of this, you know, you know politicians fucking business leaders all this shit that are constantly worried that oh well that black guy comes in he basically takes my slice of the pie dude there's another slice of the pie right around the corner there's enough for all of us the moment you understand that there's enough for all of us then it takes away the fear and the moment it takes away the fear you can start to think logically i think that's potentially one way forward all right i'm going to play a couple songs and we'll be back soon
3: I'll make my days a breeze. And take away my self destruction. It's bitter, baby, and it's very sweet. Holy roller coaster, but I'm on my feet. Take me to the river, let me on your show. I'll be coming back, baby, I'll be coming back for more. Do 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 the thing, go sing it, don't conga dame. But I'm coming, I'm going to conga Like an up Se va a placer, estamos meto
0: Back and I'd like to do a shout out to some of our show's sponsors. Uh, Tracks Restaurants at 533 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach, across from Bomb Beach Station. I think Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Palmer night, Thursday nights, steak night. I'm hoping they'll open soon. I need one of those palmers. Uh, somewhere between 20 20 and 27 bucks, and you get a massive meal and a drink. So, you know, they're, they're still delivering. Even if they're not open, they are still delivering. Actually, believe it or not, I'm looking at their website right now, and it actually says that they are open right now and closes at 9 p.m. So, wow, good work. Get down there, say hi to Jeff and Casey, and get yourself something good to eat. Uh, Oz Pet Miners, your trusted pet care alternative at ozpetminers.com.au. Uh, feel free to call Mr. Kevin Spencer on 0488-697-38. They do everything. They do dog walking, pet transport, waste removal, feeding and watering. They uh, administer medications. They do security checks. Put your bins in and out if you're away. Everything you need for your pet needs, go to ozpetminers.com.au or call 048869738. 38 dubsys.com my homeboy Ivan at dubsys.com that's ddoobsids scom web and application development the guy's a beast He everything you need for your web and application development he creates new websites changes existing websites on page and off page search engine optimization he creates development roadmaps he creates javascript I think it's php and javascript applications if you need anything for your you know uh, website uh, your e-commerce site go to dupesis.com that's D double O B S I S.com say hi to Ivan and he will look after you and of course my little brother Phil the at cruise PT that's C R U Z space PT check him out on Instagram and Facebook some of his workouts are crazy man and he just seems to have picked up speed over the pandemic he does personal training he does online training Basically, if you've ever wanted to learn how to fight, get super fit and not get punched in the face, he is your man. So, you know, reach out to Cruz PT, C-R-U-Z space PT for personal training. Tell him his big brother sent you and he will definitely look after you. So tonight we've been talking a bit, of, uh, a little bit about racism based on what happened down in uh, Minneapolis in America and the ongoing riots. You know, George, for those of you that have been in... Sweeping under a fucking rock um a black man was arrested by police, and in the process, one of the police officers uh had his knee in the back of his neck um, and uh I think it was for something like almost nine minutes and he was unconscious for the last three and he he died he died you know and um <clears throat> it it's a it's a terrible thing, and it shows a number of things right I think it shows. That racism is alive and well in 2020. Um, I think it shows that a lot of law enforcement officers, especially when it comes to uh, restraint, don't know what the fuck they're doing. Now, whether that's because they've been taught but they don't pay attention, uh, whether that's because they are racist themselves, whether that's because the department has not provided for them, then, you know, there is a problem there, right? They're not being properly trained and they're not being properly overseen. Um, the obviously you goes now I train Gracie Jiu Jitsu and the Gracies have a program that they run across America actually internationally too called GST which is the Gracie, Gracie Survival Tactics which teaches safe realistic work every time control and restraint techniques to police officers and military law enforcement all that kind of stuff and you know um, I was actually I did research holy shit um, I was actually taking a look at some of the statistics of um, injuries to people that have been apprehended and in the states that GSD has been taught there is a much 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 considerably lower number of injuries uh, both to officers and to people being apprehended Be, and I'll, I'll say that a lot of that has to do possibly with uh, you know also the level of crimes but also uh, you know those officers being trained in techniques that are kind of non-lethal um, and that techniques that are there to apprehend as opposed to injure um, the the culprit and so I think that's a very, very important thing. I think there's a lot of people that we can, you know, point the finger at. Um, we can point the finger at, at, you know, in America, especially the divisiveness of people like Donald Trump, who have divided that country. Everything is partisan. You're white, you're black, you're this, you're that. You cannot, you know, you're either one or the other. You can't be both. Um we pointed at the ongoing racism. We pointed at, the, uh, I guess, the um, disillusionment of minorities, that there's no, you know, there's no equality, equality in housing, equality in healthcare, equality in payments, in, in wages, um, you know, that there's now no jobs, you know. Um, so many people in America without a job. Uh, the worst since the Great Depression. So... We don't have as many of those problems here in Australia, but I think we do. So, I think there's a number of things that we need to think about. And I think one of the things we, we need to think about, um, and I often think about, I I always try to think like this: like, what can I do? What is it that I can do to help? And the first thing that I can do to help is I can I can educate. I can educate my kids i can educate those around me my friends those that i care about that there's nothing to fear there is nothing to fear the pie is forever expanding right and you know some black dude isn't going to take a fucking slice of pie um also the other thing to think about is that Most people, whenever I meet someone new, irrespective of what their background is or religion or sexual persuasion, I always remind myself that that person is probably more similar to me than dissimilar, right? They just want their kids to be safe, they want to be safe, they want to make a little money, they want to prosper, they want to be happy. And most of the time, that is the case. Now, a lot of people say, what about, you know, especially in Melbourne, these African gangs, What about these African gangs, bro? Gangs have been around forever. I grew up in Chelsea, you know, one of the whitest fucking neighbourhoods ever. There wasn't a black person anywhere. And I saw some of the craziest Irish violence I've ever seen, white on white, right? So, you know, violence isn't cultural. Violence is human. Everyone has the potential for violence. Given the right kind of variables, you're going to be violent, whether you're white, black, fucking yellow, red, Orange. It doesn't matter. Orange. That was a Trump reference, obviously, peeps. Um, there is a capacity there for violence, right? So to sit there and say, oh well, you know, it's it's the it's the African's faults. It's the it's the Asian gangs' faults. You know what? Fuck, man. So many fucking gangs I grew up around, and they were all white. Almost without exception. So don't give me this shit about it's a cultural thing. It's not a cultural thing. It's a human thing and it's a choice thing. And the more you keep people down, the more you stick people in ghettos, the more they're going to bind together, right, in order to survive. The more there's going to be an us versus them attitude. And that us versus them attitude isn't really helped by cops killing fucking black culprits. God, I'm tired of talking about this. So, here's my thoughts. You want to change the problem. It has to be a holistic approach. It has to start with you. It has to start with politicians. It has to start with not only black people protesting, um, but white people protesting, right? And Asian people protesting and Arabic people protesting, and indian people protesting because racism is not a cultural problem it is a human problem it is an us versus them and it's usually about differences between us being different is not bad people being different is just being different i'm going to play a couple songs and uh we'll be back soon
1: the world is a vampire Sent-
0: just talking to someone and he said to me dude this is a very kumbaya show, this isn't a very kumbaya show at all right, I understand that we're always going to be different, I understand that we're always going to believe in different things, we're always going to (coughs) look different and eat different and fuck different, maybe not fuck different I don't know, but my point is that just because it's different doesn't mean it has to be bad right It's not about what it is. It's about how you react to it. That's how I kind of think about things. We, so much of our beliefs are tainted by our programming. So much of our beliefs are tainted by our perception as opposed to the reality of it, right? I've been mugged twice in my life. Both of those times were by white guys. Yeah? Um, Actually, no, I've been mugged once. The second one went horribly wrong and the dude ended up uh, having some technical difficulties, so technically I've been mugged, but they were both white, yeah. And I've never been mugged by someone black. Never been, you know, harassed by someone black. Never been harassed by someone Indian or Asian. Just haven't, right? And it's not like they're not around here. Windhurst is is a huge multicultural cooking pot, right? But. It's about my perception of it. I don't allow my perception to be tainted. I look at people as people are, as an individual, as opposed to a member of a club or a group or a culture, right? I think the moment you begin to do that, you begin to measure people on their merits as opposed to their skin color, and racism starts to go away. Kind of similar to the whole Call of Duty thing that I said at the beginning of the show, right? My kids are like, that guy, it's irrelevant where he's from. He cannot play Call of Duty, right? It's about your actions, not what you are, but what you can do. So I hope this show has given you guys some some thought processes. Go and have a conversation with your kids and your friends about racism and why there's this kind of ever-expanding pie, and we don't have to worry about black people coming to our house and taking our TV. They can get their own fucking TVs, right? Go Go and look at problems with logic, not fear or emotion. Go and read a fucking book. Just don't go out and put your knee on the neck of a minority and basically kill them because bad things will happen. All right, we've reached the end of the show. I've enjoyed doing this one. I haven't actually enjoyed doing this one. It's a shit subject, but I've enjoyed kind of talking through my own thoughts. It's almost like psychotherapy without having to pay. I should give myself some money. Um, We'll see you next week remember, who loves you, Uncle Paul, who loves you. Be good to yourselves, be good to each other. And we will see you next week. Deuces.
2: Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight By my side